Sorry, say that again. <laughs> Start again. <laughs> Nick, what are you wearing, was... mate? <laughs> uh, the PSG four, oh, is it fourth kit from last season. Pink and purple green fades all over it. The Jordan brand. So I know this one went down well on all the uh, forums and stuff. How about you guys? What are you doing? Yeah, man, I'm rocking the, rocking the hat this week. University of Hawaii. Loved the design. Like the big H on it. And I got a good look. Third episode in, and he's run out of jerseys, oh, shirts, nice. tops. Three Anyone episodes. Anyone wants to sponsor me? Anyone? Hey, I think we're up to 15 episodes. Actually, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, Surely he's got some no one would notice. That you can put on, eh? Oh, look, I didn't want to do, like, self, um, <laughs> self-sponsoring so early on. Maybe I just need to move my camera up so that you, um, you fellas only notice the headwear and not, not below. If anyone, if anyone wants to sponsor me for jerseys, go ahead. <laughs> Kit, what do you got on there, mate? Yeah, sorry, I was just going to say, it's hard to not be distracted by those muscles, but, um... What am I wearing? I'm wearing a Boston Bruins NHL jersey. Uh, sometime from the late 2000s, I guess. Uh, Abby Gilmore. That's about it. That's about all there is to say about that. I look great. Do you know what a Bruin is? I don't. I don't actually know what a Bruin is. Did you say you know? No, Nick? I don't know. No, nah, no. Nah. I believe it's just another name for a, a a bear, so like a folk term for a bear, Bruin. Yeah, they've got an, as you can see the alternate logo on the sleeve, which is a a bear. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a bit of an iconic logo that one. I do yeah, do I was like it. Thinking that should have included in our list. Um, and have you been working on anything interesting the last week? Um, just finalising a few things for 2023. Met with the Titans a couple of days ago, which was good. Um, yeah, busy, busy, busy. Mm-hmm. What about you? Any exciting? Oh, for me, um, yeah. Look, uh, last uh, weekend just gone. I was at NQ Nebel Queensland's Leaders Conference, which was really nice. Uh, got to be out and about community stuff a little bit, listening to. Um, just the communities all get together and brainstorm around a few things. Highlight for me was the youth advisory board that they've got there, um, which they've they've put in place I think over the last twelve months or so. So young young people, I suppose, having a voice in the community like that. And one of the main topics that was on their agenda was uniforms and the diversity uh, in uh, the restrictions or the so loosening the restrictions for diversity in netball um you know talking about comfortability of girls of all shapes and sizes and and the inclusion of boys obviously for that matter too so that was fun and and yeah obviously um from my perspective the company that i works for has been putting a bit of, bit of effort into um selling what they do so yeah it was good to be there for that nick what about you mate can we get the gusto up a little bit, boys? Because I think everyone will be asleep if we keep it up at this rate. Alrighto. Have you had your coffee, have you? I haven't had my coffee, but I don't need it. I'm high on life. Um, 
Excited to be here. He's got, he's got the mustache back. It is back. Mustache is back. <laughs> Unfortunately, the mullet's still waiting to return. So, um, Taking a yeah, bit Nick, longer. what have you been up I've, to, mate? I've got I've got the fresh fade going this week, so that's a bit of an upgrade. Um, Photoshoot fresh. Week, um, yeah, today I was just going through some of that Norfolk Islands com game stuff, um, reading through all the Birmingham brand guidelines, so 44 pages of that, and then seven more pages of um, uniform requirements, so trying to figure out how that's all going to work. I'm sure you guys have plenty of experience with, with brand guidelines and, and whatnot. Yeah, it's actually on our, um, it's on, on our agenda of episode lists is to break down some uniform guidelines and, um, yeah, maybe even throw it out there to the listeners to follow the guidelines and come up with something. I've been thinking about potentially throwing it out there and going, here's a major sponsor, here's the league, um, rather than seeing all of the community boards come up with your own ideas, um, have a little bit of restriction around it and see what people can put together. So, um, see how much feedback we get. People might be interested, might not be, but I suppose you could hit us up, let us know if that's something that you want to do um, via our Instagram or via our Gmail, Field of Design podcast. Um, alrighty. Shall we get into it, fellas? Let's go, Mason. I yeah, let's, that. let's get around it. All I right. want to hear that excitement in your voice, man. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Kick us off, Mason. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Field of Design podcast for your news, stories and nonsense of the sports apparel and sports creative industry. My name is Mason and with me are two men, one of which has a voice for television and one a face for radio. Nick. Who's who though? Exactly. And the Croatian sensation tapping into the show notes again, Kit Lusev. Thanks for having me, boys. I'm uh, caffeineless, but I'm still up and about. Let's get it. Alrighty, straight into the news then. Yep, gusto. Alrighty, so uh, sticking sticking with the theme of um, your, your Bruins jersey there, refreshed NHL Stanley Cup logo. So this is from NHL.com, and this is actually a really good um, really good website. Uh, two websites actually to go and go and check out. I might see if our social media man can get them up via our pages somehow, but the Stanley Cup brand is entering its next era. The NHL unveiled Monday a new logo and microsite for the Stanley Cup, one that embodies the Stanley Cup playoffs and NHL championships. We're ready for the next era, said Greg Mueller, NHL Senior Design Director, Creative Services. Not a, not a new era, the next one. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll get those links out, but I'm sure if, if, um, any of the, anyone who has seen them has had a look, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty, pretty nice actual rebrand if I don't say so myself. Have you guys had a look? I think it's great. Um, furthermore to that is it really makes you think, isn't the Stanley cup one of the most iconic trophies in world sport? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. the big gigantic bloomin' whatever it is. Um, yeah, the cup's only the and, top yeah. little 10%, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so you maybe, always see maybe, some pretty wild photos. Uh, maybe for those playing at home, uh, go to secure.nhl.com slash Stanley Cup branding 
um, and you can view there the the website that I was referring to. Um, yeah, it's it's a much cleaner design element, um, and in there we can see where they've incorporated all of the different um, levels of font, styles of font, where they've all pulled it from, uh, and then the lockup system that they use for the championship or the league itself, and then also the lockup across all of the teams. Um, I think some of them are a little bit hit and miss there from a, a color perspective, but you know, you, you're, you're kind of restricted in what you can work with there. Um, but the logo itself, yeah, big fan. Yeah, it's, it's real nice upgrade on the on the last one, wasn't it? Much more simplified and, and um, cleaner. Um, I got a bit of a family story about the about the NHL. Um, All right, eh? A hundred years ago, my some sort of great great cousin, uncle, whatever, um, was a goalkeeper in the NHL. And Who did he play for? I was a Pittsburgh Pirate, and he also played for the Americans. I was suspended at one point for not signing a contract with the Pittsburgh Pirates, but uh, he won the <laughs> NHL MVP in 1929, um, wow. and he's a Hall of Famer in 1969. His name was Roy Shrimp Waters. Um, and he's the shortest player ever to play in the NHL at 5'3". He was a goaltender. Wow, born in the uh, year 1900. <laughs> yep, he, um, he set the record for the most saves ever in a game. Um, they lost the game 3-1, but he saved 70 out of 73 shots in the game, so... Ooh. What a guy! <laughs> MVP indeed. It's a great. He'll never story. be. Um, he'll never be beaten as the shortest player because I think they pretty much only consider over six footers these days. Yeah, very nice. Great. <laughs> Shifting on now, three logo set to stay on Chelsea shirts for now, despite sponsor suspending deal over ugh, Abramovich sanctions. So this is from inews.co.uk from Catherine Lucas. The mobile network has asked Chelsea to remove the logo from their shirts, but it is unclear when the club will be able to bring those changes into force. The mobile network announced on Thursday that it was temporarily suspending its deal with the world, with, uh, temporarily suspending its deal with the world and European champions, worth an estimated 40 million a year, following the sanctions imposed on the club's Russian owner. Nah, it's a bit of a shame for the fans and stuff, isn't it, with the club being sanctioned, but I suppose with Abramovich's past, it's not surprising. So for those who don't know, uh, Roman Abramovich bought the club in the year 2003, I believe it was, injected a enormous amount of money into the club. I think he's worth maybe something like 15 million US dollars. And uh, Billion. he has since... <laughs> Billion, 15 billion, and he's since had all his assets in the UK freeze due to his ties with Russia and Putin. Um, so yeah, I, I think Chelsea's played two games since this has all gone down, and they're still yet to remove the three logo from their shirts. Um, I was just going to say that Travago is the training, some sort of training range sponsor, and they came out and said that we will happily. Um, up our sponsorship to Chelsea and we also won't be removing any accommodation listings in Russia so they've taken an interesting stance on it all Nick? Mm. Yeah well they've uh, you know um, obviously with the three on their jersey they've had all these sanctions and it's 
now hard for them to actually purchase unbranded jerseys because of some of the club's credit cards being frozen and stuff like that. They don't have any unbranded jerseys. Yeah, I've heard stories about players having to fund their own away travels and that sort of stuff. So officially probably the poorest uh, football team in the world and still winning games, so that's nice. At least it will allow Man United to maybe buy some more players with less competition this summer. Shifting on to the NBA, so white jersey mix-up in the Oklahoma City Memphis NBA game. So this is from news.com.au. The Memphis Grizzlies win over Oklahoma City was stopped before the opening tip-off after both teams walked onto the court wearing white uniforms. In scenes that have fans around the world giggling, the game was delayed when 10 players in white stood side-by-side around the half-court circle before officials realised a bad mistake had been made. Um, I'll tell you a little little story here, actually. Uh, a while ago, uh, I was um, we had a relationship with the Bullets, and I don't know whether you, you guys remember the first season that the Bullets came back, which I believe might have been maybe 2016, 2017, um, the Bullets' home jersey was white and their away was maroon. Um, and so um, I can't remember who they were playing at the time, but... Um, Which is pretty strange in basketball anyway, right? Like, Yeah. Well, tra- traditionally, yes. your away jersey is white. So for a club to have their home jersey is white and their away are coloured is just so backwards yeah i don't really know what they were thinking but anyway there was a there was a game i believe it might have been adelaide adelaide came down with their with their white kits and took to the court and being the away team didn't pack well i don't think packed their uh other their um other other kit so i don't know officially whether this happened but i was working in the merch the merch store for the bullets at the time and uh, bullets rep came rushing in when when everyone realized what would happen and actually took merchandise jerseys off the shelf with the players names and numbers uh, for them to potentially go and play in now i don't I don't officially know whether they played in uh, merchandise jerseys that game but it was uh, it was fun and very interesting 20 minutes before the game so it's not surprising something like this has yeah happened again. I mean, you expect it in in local sport, right? Like recreational oh, all sport, the time. you don't you don't expect it in the you know richest league in the world. There's been so many cases in the last few years, though, eh? With um, like the obviously Blues and Highlanders, I brought up a couple of weeks ago. The Bulls and Stormers, ah, sorry, Blues and Stormers from a few years back in the Super Rugby, and then. Um, I'm pretty sure there was another OKC issue a few years back, wasn't there, that we spoke about um, just as a group? Mm. If, if we yeah. remember a few months back. Um, but yeah, it happens all the time. Even colour blindness with the uh, colour rush jerseys in the NFL, red versus green, became an issue. Mm. Yeah, we have talked about that before. Maybe, maybe not live on air. Um, I would have just thought any league... In this day and age, they would have a full schedule, you know, visual guide, round one, round two, round three, you're in this jersey, you're in this jersey, um, It's it's and, and being easily able to see the clashes. I'm surprised that, you know, things like this still happen, as you said, at the NBL, uh, NBA level. 
All right, let's move on now to Melbourne Victory Cross Canva Design a Jersey Promo. So uh, I think we spoke about this in maybe one of our ill-fated recordings a few weeks ago, but um, the top three oh, top three designs have been released for this Canva Melbourne Victory competition. Um, and maybe, just maybe, I went in with an alias as Max B and submitted a jersey that maybe has made it into the top three. Did you really? No. No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, who's going to win? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the best of the three, but that's not saying much because what we've got here is a, what's that, a fluoro yellow with a navy V which is not too dissimilar to what they've, you know, worn at various points. And we've got what looks like, what every football fan will think looks like a goalkeeper shirt, right? Bright pink with some sort of halftone gradient coming up from the bottom. And then probably the ugliest sort of almost digital camo looking splodges of, you know, grey, darker grey and a fluoro yellow. So, Is it digital camo? Is that Mason. what it's called? Yeah, that's yeah. Oversized, yeah. Um, Mason, I know when we spoke previously, you hate the concepts of fans getting to 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 uh, enter these competitions. You think it's rigged, and you put your tinfoil hat on. Um, yes, sort of I sounding do. a bit right, aren't you? I do. He's think got a point it, this week. It um, look. Uh, um, Situations like this, I think, are set up with the intention of manipulating the outcome. And I stand by that clearly now. I had a big grin on my face when I saw these and when it came through our private chats on this. Uh, I am fully supportive of approaching someone to come up with a concept or a design, whether that be commissioned or however they're paid. I believe that you should be paid in some capacity for it. But this is, this is just clearly a Canva advertising scheme. And uh, look, I, I, didn't, I didn't actually even do it. So I don't know whether there were templates here that you had to stick to. So the outcomes were already manipulated. I don't know whether you could upload your own um, content into Canva and then use, use your own content. But yeah, to me, the results here just scream manipulation. They just look so templatey, right? Yep. There's but no, hey, isn't that I what Canva is? is? Isn't that what Canva is? Well, I don't really know what Canva is, but I assume so, yeah. Um, what I hate about it is it's, and I know it doesn't always have to be this way, but it, it just lacks any DNA of the club, right? Like there's nothing here, like they've got the V in the first one, but apart from that, there's nothing here that screens, screams the DNA of, of the club, which, you know, as designers, what we're all, always trying to portray. So overall, incredibly disappointing. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm glad we're all on the same page, at least with the outcome there. <laughs> all right, shifting a little bit, and, and you guys might tell me this is a bit out, outside of our realm. So the world's smartest rugby ball has arrived. Now, this is via uh, Gilbert. Um, the world's smartest rugby ball will be in full show across Australia in 2022. 
Created by Gilbert Rugby in partnership with Sportable, the Smart Ball offers instant 3D tracking and trajectories, helping teams track and analyze performances. The ball will allow for pinpoint accuracy thanks to a microchip inside the ball and a series of beacons around the field, helping boost performances for players and coaches with the new Gilbert to be used across Super Rugby Pacific Tournament. I think it's from around four. So, I don't know, th- this caught my interest in that, you know, it's probably not quite in our space, but I thought it's still, um, you know, incredibly fascinating to, to uh, analyse and, and talk about. So, I don't know whether you guys do have any thoughts on it or not. Uh, Nick's a rugby, rugby ball's man. doing things. Yeah. A rugby ball does things when a person kicks it. Like, I don't know how that's going to improve players' abilities and, and whatever. It's their abilities that make the ball move so yeah that's i wonder if i wonder if um is this uh created with the intention to help with forward passes and that sort of stuff i wonder that's what i read from it yeah i don't read anything to do with the player performance and whatever else i read this as you know tracking forward passes at the end of the day which cool you know they should have been doing for years uh, moving on, again, um, not necessarily the topic itself, but the result. So a new suite of collective logos for Hockey Australia's live hockey streaming service. So um, very like Hockey Australia. Uh, I think they've been using same logo uh, with implementing state bodies, colors for, geez, probably 10 years now or so. And that's nothing different with these logos that they've released for live hockey streaming. Um, bit bit simple. I mean, you always want it to be clean and simple, but I think, you know, a little bit more personality might have been a decent go with these ones. Uh, live hockey is um, utilizing the clutch streaming service, I think. And we've just got uh, sans serif font live inside a circle that's... Um, incomplete with the H uh, finishing the the circle off and finishing hockey uh, with the state bodies underneath. So, yeah, I thought that might have been able to come up with a little bit more creativity there. Working with Hockey Vic, I'm sure I'll see a bit of it in the next little while. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay, Adidas to increase football kit prices. The German brand will raise their prices across all of their products by 5 to 10% this year to keep their finances the way they like them. Adidas have not <laughs> announced how much more expensive specific their products will be, but fans of the three stripes will have to brace themselves to spend even more on every range of their products from takedown models of boots and fan kit to player specs versions. For replica kits, we could see price increase to... 95 to 100 euros so that's um gossip from footy headlines or is that legit not not quite sure it'll hurt people like me who have far too many other things just the things thing the fans want to see right i mean everyone thinks they already pay too much so with inflation i think they mentioned in the in the article that uh cost of raw materials going up almost five percent labor going up 15 percent also mentioning that they have plans to move uh, production from China to other parts of Asia, including Indonesia, Vietnam, and Cambodia. Another part of the plan to keep their pockets healthy. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, I suppose doing that will cost a bit. Yeah. Yeah. 
And rounding off the news before we shift into our main topic for today is the Melbourne Football Club. So the surnames of all members from the historic year will feature on its... uh, So this is, sorry, the 2021 members on the back of the Premiership flag. So the surnames of all members from the historic year will feature on the back and will be revealed in a special moment at the MCG in round one, which obviously was last night for those recording and a few days ago for those uh, listening at home. It's the first time in AFL history that members have been recognised in such a way. Yeah, which I thought uh, was a nice finishing touch. Uh, They weren't able to attend last year's game. So, you know, being featured on the flag itself is yeah pretty good. It is interesting. It uh, brings me back some sort of traumatic memories I have of all the members' jerseys that I've, I've done in the past, which um, the the jersey nuffies always seem to hate and the designers never seem to enjoy much. But I think, I can't remember what it was. The last one was Manly wanted every first name and surname on their members' jersey and something like twelve or 15,000. And to fit that on an extra small is... Uh, not easy so just zooming in on these names brings brings me back to some of the print files that i've scoured over i think the beauty of the flag though is no one's going to be looking at looking at it up close it's going to be quite a distance away so no one really knows right and you've got no seams to contend with and no logos to go around and no uh no idiots on the internet to try and make look semi-decent as well so yeah (laughs) Yeah. yeah, school leavers jerseys are hard enough, aren't they? So this is <laughs> that's a lot, fifteen thousand. All right, let's shift on now to our episode topic. And so I took the feedback on from last week's episode and gonna mix it up a little bit this week. So this is the AFL brand campaigns. We're not gonna run through them all, but uh, I will just touch on the AFL's one. I really like again. I really liked the AFL the league's video on theirs, which was. Um, this is us. I think it's take two for their um, campaign. I think they used the same one last year. Um, but uh, yeah, really fun. I think they do a really good job. Set to Van Halen's rock classic jump. Uh, they're using the jump. get ready to jump mm-hmm. AFL. Yeah. Yep. So you can check that out um, via afl.com.au. Um, so what I thought I would do. We've got a fun little game, have we? We do. We have a fun little game. <laughs> so, uh, you two being the AFL players that you are now, should be all <laughs> over this stuff. Um, I've collated all of the AFL team uh, membership or year campaigns, brand and marketing campaigns for 2022. When I say all, there are a few that I could not find anything on, which says it's either doing a bad job or they don't exist. But what I'll do is I will pose the campaign name to you and uh, see if you guys can guess which club it's for. So Are we keeping uh, score? Does Nick know any teams? This isn't fair. I'm a Kiwi. This, this, is, this is part of the fun, right? All right. So what I'll do is I will... Um, I will call out the campaign slogan or tagline and um, I'll just choose one of you to to start off and then the other one can butt in if you feel that it's wrong. So first one could could start off easy or maybe not. So join the big, big sound. Nick? Big. Giants. 
Yes, correct. Yeah. Why don't you just right. give him He's the trophy? <laughs> All He's right. done it. It's one nil. Oh, I, I think I know what's going on here. I know what's going Actually, on that's here. Actually, that's a that's a that's six points. All right, sure. Ooh. If you want to keep if you want to keep tabs, mate, you can go ahead. All right, <laughs> that'll be the only six points you get this year, big fella. <laughs> All right, this I one's a few for you to start week. off, Kit. All in. Oh, oh come on. You don't know this. All in. I know this uh, one. This one I know. Um, I don't know. All right, we'll throw it over Brisbane, to you, Brisbane Nick. Lions. Boom. Bris- is it the Brisbane Lions? I am a it member. Is. I know that one. <laughs> do, you know, do you know why I got that? Because Nick... I felt Nick's vibes. <laughs> just in the, the nick of time, of I'll, I'll give links. it to you, Kit. All right, Nick, this one can start with you. Don the sash. Oh, shit. How many teams wear a sash? Actually, the team we played against on the weekend had an, um, like, black and red, Essendon, so them. Oh, if that's Is how that... you fluked it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, nothing to do Is with that, what's uh, the other Essendon's team? nickname being um, being the Dons. So, yeah. Oh no, I didn't know that. Um, I've got some tidbits here that I actually found really fascinating for you guys on the Essendon um, members article here. So, some quirky facts that they've posted around their initial uh, original fifty thousand plus twenty twenty two members. So, one hundred fifty six um, babies born. So, one hundred fifty six baby membership um 1841 who are first time members where's it so 298 members who have been with them for 50 consecutive years which i found crazy um uh 30 um whose first name is job and uh what was the other one that i thought was pretty cool um I've got one uh, for you. Uh, far away, mate. It has been 6,403 days and si- since Essendon has won a final. Yeah, they didn't include that one on their page. Do you want me to let them know? What's that? Six <laughs> times three, 18 years. Yeah. 20 years-ish. All right, All right coming, coming, <laughs> back to, um, coming back to the taglines. The future is purple. I'll throw this one back to Nick. Why? Because it's easy. Exactly, yes. You'll get your chance. Purple? Oh, shit. Is there a purple team? It's a Melbourne Storm. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Wrong shape. Come on, we can't have radio silence here, Nick. You you need to talk through your thoughts or pass it on. Have a go, Kit. I don't know purple teams. Who's purple? It's a pass... I'd assume that would be the Fremantle Dockers. Correct, it is. So you can take the six for that one. Speaking of teams who haven't won anything for a long time or ever. Ooh, ouch. Nothing like a West Coast fan to put in a little jab when you can. Okay, uh, Kit, we'll stick with you again. We fly as one. Is that Adelaide's? It is. It is Adelaide's. I think that's a carryover from last year as well. Yeah, I think that's been around for a while, huh? Yeah, not looking to refresh. 
Okay. Um, look, I'll pose this one to both of you and call in first. Uh, together we rise. Suns. Ooh, is it? I don't know. It's very Rising interesting. Sun. Very interesting. <laughs> is it not the Suns? It. It's not the Suns. No, no, okay. I'd be a guess. I'd be a pure guess. But that was a great guess, though. St. Kilda. That's, yeah, that sucks. Uh, I hope someone's that doesn't keeping, make any sense. keeping score. <laughs> oh, mate, we're, we're nearly winding it up, and then I'm going to give out some uh, dishonorable mentions for things that don't make sense. Uh, so the next one, challenge accepted. Uh, Melbourne? That's genius. No. Me- Melbourne Demons? There's about 14 teams in yeah. Melbourne, mate. No, that one There's is the Gold Coast. There's only one team called Melbourne Einstein. That's the Gold Coast? Oh. That's the Gold Coast, yep. Challenge okay. accepted to actually fucking do something. <laughs> wow. Make the playoffs. So aggressive. Okay. Have um, a better jersey than we... just red with some side panels. Are, are we liking this? Do we want to keep going or do we want to round up? Go on. I Give us one more. Another one one right. more and then you t- talk us through your favourites. Okay. Uh, the future is ours. Oh, God. No idea. Nick, any thoughts? <laughs> no, nah, I don't know that one. Port Adelaide. Let's have a quick... Yeah. Okay. I did... Okay, so the other ones that I had that I thought might be one way or the other way too far. Oh, Nick, jumping in the secret show notes, mate. I can see you there. Oh, no, no. I'm <laughs> just looking at the... Uh... <laughs> He's been there all along. Yeah, he's been here all along. So we had... I couldn't find anything for Richmond, Collingwood, or West Coast. They all seem to be very solid. They've all got enough members. That's why. All right, eh? Yep, fair call. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) North Melbourne was going with the journey continues, and I just put question mark at the end there. So the journey continues. Uh, Carlton, join all of us. Sydney, better as a member. Uh, I like this one. This one's really good. We are Geelong. Uh, I thought I would throw that in there for a guess, but I figured it was a bit Why too easy Why didn't you give me that one? one? Taken, yeah. taken from the first line of their club song. There you go. Um, Hawthorne. Oh, feel free to if you want to. No. Right. Uh, Hawthorne, uh, really creative here. It's all about you or we want you to be a part of it. Western Bulldogs made of red, white, and blue. Um, and I've left the last one for a um, for as my favourite, which is Melbourne, the Demon Spirit. And I think they're doing some really good stuff. I don't know what it's what it is with the reigning premiers. I was saying the same thing last uh, yesterday, last week with Penrith, uh, the Demon Spirit, their campaign, and some of the stuff that they are pushing out is really cool, really fun. What did you guys have any favourites? Yeah, my favourite was also uh, the Demons, Melbourne's one. I thought the the visuals was cool. Tagline was pretty pretty great. So yeah, mm-hmm. great minds. Yeah, cool. I think next week we will um, for our main topic we'll we'll rein it in a bit closer to home and touch on something that's jersey related, maybe um, sponsor integration or uh, something to do with footy kits. So. Um, yeah, for those Jersey nuts out there, um, I've been listening to the feedback and yeah, we'll rein it a little bit closer back in. So, um, let's jump over now to our Jersey react, Nick. Yeah. So this one's a bit more modern and 
probably not as ridiculous as last week. Um, mm -hmm. We've got widely regarded as the world's greenest football club. They're uh, in the fourth tier of English football. Uh, Forest Green Rovers. Ooh -hoo -hoo. Very bright. So this club um, came from nowhere um, and were bought out about 10 years ago by a a uh, guy who's into renewable sort of sources and energy. Um, the whole club's gone vegan. They play on organic turf. They've set up uh, wildlife walk like areas around their stadium. Um, all the players are vegan. I don't know if I just said that. Yeah, you did. Um, so all the players that yeah. they yeah. only Wait, can we get hiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so are they only hiring vegan players, or is it oh. like some sort of cult conversion once you're in with the team that you need to <laughs> it, become a vegan? It look, <laughs> I know they they sort of serve vegan food in the lunch, you know, at at the club. So I don't know if they're all vegan, but outside of the club, but at at work they they get served vegan food. Um, so no sausage rolls. At uh, at the game. No, nah, no sausage rolls. It's like that um, Cristiano Ronaldo change at Man United. No, no dessert or chips with their lunch when he arrived. Um, but yeah, they run uh, electric cars in their fleet and all that stuff. So it's, it's quite a cool thing. Um, this jersey in particular is made out of um, plastic bottles, like we were talking about with you guys, Kit, last week, uh, and also uh, like ground coffee beans left over. Um, wow. Yeah. So, so tell us a bit about the, the visuals. What are we looking at? What's the kit look look at look like? So the kit is, what would you call that? Like a uh, highlighter electric green. Um, neon green, yeah. Neon green, yeah. Uh, socks, shorts, and jersey. Uh, and then black sort of tiger slash zebra stripes through it. Um, Ecotricity, the main sponsor. Uh, and it was made by Player Layer. Um, and yeah, waste coffee grounds and recycled bottles. Um, so they tested that in a prototype earlier this season. Um, and then this kit has come out with it. Uh, and the ones you can buy as a fan were or are made out of sustainable bamboo fabric. So um, wow. even the fans are buying sustainable kits. I'd love. I'd love to make a suggestion to these guys and uh, this throws back to what we spoke about at the start of the podcast, but you mentioned they're in the fourth division, are they? Yeah, yeah, English League Two. So if only they'd been brought out by some Russian uh, oil mogul instead of <laughs> instead of just sustainable, sustainable uh, energy, they might... Be at the top like Chelsea are. So be a bit I, uh, I dig... seven years to get there. <laughs> I dig the kit. I'd love the colour. I, f I do find it very interesting, and in that they're the first vegan football club, which apparently they were crowned in 2015. Like Mason touched on, I don't know how that's monitored or uh, regulated. Um, you know, if someone has a kid and. I've known a few vegans who've had kids and realised how hard it is to no longer be a vegan. You have a kid, you stray away from your vegan diet, are you all of a sudden out on loan or, or transferred or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of this design too, by the way. So we're looking, for those playing at home, we'll have it up on our Instagram. Should have said that up top. Um, 
but we're looking at a crew self-bound neon green, uh, neon green neckline followed by black, as you said, like tiger stripes or even like tear marks, I would nearly say closer than tiger stripes there. Ectotricity, which sounds like some sort of uh, carbon neutral electrical um, company sponsored along the chest there. Um, is it plain neon shorts or does that design element carry over on nah, the, the shorts No, the design too? carries down onto the shorts um, and I've just, just seen last year's kit bit. as well. So, um, yeah, they've sort of yep. carried the theme over. Um, yep. But yeah, it does carry onto the shorts and the socks. Okay, so it looks like uh, the club is taking inspiration from wild, wildlife, natural um, patterns and elements there into their designs, which is cool. That away... Um, that clash away kit, uh, doesn't look too bad either. Actually the charcoal, charcoal gray with the neon green finishes. Interesting also to note there that, uh, ecto ecotricity is the lime green as well. So I'm wondering if this company is owned by the same owner that the football club is on and he's, uh, incorporated the same colors or if the, the sponsor is happily obliged to adopt the club colors there. Um, the crest looks like it's a darker green though, or a, a more forest color green than a neon. Yeah. Neon green. Um, old mate that, um, name, like, forest green rovers. <laughs> this would be my favorite color combination in, uh, in all sports. I reckon like a bright green coupled with a, ch a charcoal or a black. I, I just have a soft spot for it. So I think, uh, that away kit's unreal. Not many teams adopt green though, do they? Like along all all sports, green seems to be one of the least used colours. Am I am I right there? Who have we got? We got the Raiders, New York Jets, Wolfsburg, uh, Wolfsburg. But Bird when you Bremen. look at when you look at an entire league, there's plenty of Green's, blues, I... there's plenty of reds, there's plenty of blacks, whites. Hell, even I think yellow gets more of a Yellow's... look in than green does. Problem is that lazy fellas I, I, like Nick will uh, lay down on the grass and hide while everyone else is doing the hard work. So I think that's the problem there. I feel like that's I, something I do you see what you're saying though, your, uh, <laughs> your time. <laughs> is it uh, that, Boise Nick? State who have the blue American football field? I think it's Boise State anyway. They had a player lie down in a trick play with the blue jerseys on the blue field. Oh, really? Oh, I have seen that video actually, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you, yes, the, you guys the owner the, of, um, uh, sorry, I was just going to say the owner of Forest Green Rovers is the owner of Ecotricity as well. So there you yeah, go. there you go. Sponsorship integration. Called it. A, uh, a couple of years ago, they had that AFLX preseason little competition and one of the teams wore fluoro green. I think it was a rampage or something. And they had it so that there was CGI advertising boards on the ground but unfortunately yeah <laughs> the jumpers of the rampage messed up with <laughs> with the, the, the obviously the green screen of the the billboards and every time someone would run up the wing <laughs> they'd merge into the ground and have sponsor logos run across their body so that was quite amusing um i, love I just it. Saw, also saw something else pop up which obviously not design related but um <clears throat> In 2012, Forest Green introduced the first robot lawnmower to be used by a British club on its playing service. surface. Uh, the, the, the mower known as Mobot 
uses GPS technology to guide around the pitch without the need for human intervention and gathers power from the solar panels at the stadium. They also have a, a stadium that is made almost entirely of wood. So incredibly green and sustainable and eco-friendly. Another one um, with what you're saying about the CGI kit is when teams wear bright, ye- bright yellow or bright orange and the security guards on the sideline get a pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I do wonder, actually, now circling back to the the um, advertising, I noticed something similar in the Broncos. Who did the Broncos play on last Friday night? Rabbitohs. The Rabbitohs game, Rabbitohs. when it started pissing down with rain, all of the advertising on the lawn disappeared for a while as well. So even the rain was impacting with that the um, the AR uh, advertising, which is, yeah, I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> um uh, yeah, fellas, I reckon let's let's start to wrap this up. So uh, if you would like to get in touch with the show, you can email us at fieldofdesignpodcast at gmail.com uh, or you could also send us through a message via our Instagram at fieldofdesignpodcast. Some messages that we've got here from some of our friends uh, via Instagram, R-I, uh, so is it RickFSC. Hi, guys, enjoy the, enjoy the pod. I've got an idea for a topic uh, noting you all work with design for prof- uh, in the professional sporting teams with the Italian football team having moved to Adidas after 20 years of Puma. How do you approach a new client moving from major competitor with such a big history? Anyway, keep up the good work, lads. Enjoying looking at kits from a different perspective. So that's actually a pretty good point. We should probably talk about that maybe. Well, do we want to do that one next week or leave it for a few more weeks? What do, what do you think? Um, Nick, what are your thoughts? Oh, yeah, we we mentioned it last week quickly, didn't we? So probably best to sort of strike while the iron's hot. And, um, yeah, but even through, jumping yeah, what, in from... What our a, thoughts sort of are. From a professional point of view around approaching, you know, a team that's been with a different supplier for a while and, you know, what their um, intentions are, I suppose. Um, could be an interesting one to look I mean, at. He's mentioned major competitor, right, which which says to me one of the big boys, like imagine having someone that goes from, you know, Nike or Addy and comes to Dynasty, I guess there'd be a level of, you know, a little bit daunting there, right? Um, mm. I, mm-hmm. I've, I've personally never faced that. I, at one stage in my career, it was looking like we were going to get or try and get the Warriors. And just the only thing that was a little bit daunting about that was, you know, how well they've done with all their jerseys and designs the last 10, 15, 20 years, right? It was... Um, I remember thinking about wondering like where else is there to go they've you know done such a great job how can I build on that so um that's probably the closest thing that I have in terms of that obviously being with Canterbury for so long yeah I think we yeah, could probably still dive into it into. a little bit hmm. yeah maybe not from a major point of view but yeah I mean you at dynasty I'm sure you've worked with obviously people have come from elsewhere um I, I could certainly put my spin on it as well and i'm sure you're the same um okay and bobby via email says hi guys did you see sebastian quarter's shorts during the indian wells tennis looks like he sat in shit poorly designed shorts (laughs) (laughs) i don't know whether i had a quick look at this have you guys seen this um so sebastian quarter he seems like a really nice guy on instagram actually i mean don't know the guy who knows in, in real life but um 
these the, the shorts seem to come from the um, Adidas. I think it's Parlay or the recycled fabric again, um, which we saw at the Australian Open in the more orange and uh, blue tones, I think. Um, but this one seems to be a brown and black tone. I don't know. You can see the video there on one of his Instagram posts. It actually does look like he's sat in shit yeah. or he's missed the bathroom. What's that, Kit? Mason, can I can I put you on the spot? I'm going to task you no. with writing the product the product <laughs> listing for this short, and you're going to talk to me about the designer, <laughs> where the designers come from and the inspiration. Okay, well, I'll premise this by saying I think what's happened is they've just done a run of fabric and they've just cut cut the fabric up into panels. I don't think it's sublimated. I think it's um, dyed. And so when you're using dyed, you don't have full control over where the artwork is on the panels. Um, so I think, uh, I think it's just an, a series of unfortunate events that the uh, gradient f- seems to be coming from the date um and and <laughs> exporting out from there <laughs> um so what do you what do you want me to do write a product a product what description sort of spin do you, what i mean what kind of spin can you put on this in a uh, in a product listing on a on a web store <laughs> a professional tennis player wore these so they should be okay <laughs> they've got go? the adidas logo <laughs> on them so you'll buy There's, them <laughs> yeah. apparently Apparently, they uh, highlight the consequences of climate change, according to oh, the yeah. website. So, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm shitting myself over climate tra- change as well, guys. Exactly. <laughs> but I think you're right, Mason, with um, the, the dyed sort of fabric. Every photo you see has got a different sort of pattern in it um, on the Adidas website. So, every pair of shorts is going to be different. Yeah. Yeah. Poor, uh, poor Sebastian Corder just got a dodgy pair. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Just on the um, mailbag, it's it's uh, speaking on behalf of all of us, I'm sure. But you know, we've I'm sure we've all got some nice comments and feedback from you know not only people that we know, but um, you know other people with the same interests as us and people in in the industry. So um, hear that hear that stuff has been really great, and you know we love taking on feedback, whether that's positive and negative and some constructive criticism. So keep it coming. Hard and fast, guys. Yeah, for sure. And uh, as I said, yeah, if you'd like to get in touch with the show, uh, you can reach out to us at our Gmail, which is Field of Design Podcast at gmail.com or via our Instagram, Field of Design Podcast. We'll have a chat off air about what we're going to do next week. But um, yeah, keep a lookout and yeah, hear from us again soon. Thanks, guys. Great to talk. Good work. Yeah, thanks,